Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free reviews, recaps, and sometimes recommendations for whatever we read. Amy, this week, what did we read? We read The Ivy Tree by Mary Stewart. Huzzah. And this one was actually a recommendation, and I feel terrible, but we are actually recording on holiday. We are away from home for this record, and I cannot remember who recommended this. She may or may not be currently clutching an espresso martini. I don't know if we're allowed to say that. Are we allowed to say? It's true, though. (laughs) I mean, it might be true. It might be true. If you hear any noises, that's what it is. (laughs) So, because I don't have and busy, do you want to do the (laughs) spoiler-free recap, Amy? Sure. Brace yourself, everyone. Mm -hmm. You will know that we have a tumultuous relationship with Mary Stewart. If you've been a long-term listener of the podcast. That's true. I forget about things like that, but yeah, you're so right. So, The Ivy Tree is, like all of Mary Stewart's books, it's set contemporary to when she was writing it. And she wrote this one in the early 60s, and it's set in Northumbria, which is I thought it was set earlier than that. It might be 50s. It's like 50s, 60s. Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yep, yep, yep. Post-war, but yep. not quite hippies era. Yep. It's set in Northumbria. Northumbria is just below the border of Scotland. It's on the east coast. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of wild and more like, which is sort of important for the mood of the book. Absolutely. Nodding and along. It opens at Hadrian's Wall where we meet our protagonist, whose name is Mary Gray, and she is just being a tourist and thinking about the world. and She's on a day trip from another town where she works. Sure. And has come over from the States. She's visiting from Canada. There you go. And she has a temporary job as like a barista in a cafe and she runs into this guy who mistakes her. Yeah, so they're meeting. They meet at Hadrian's He kind of comes at her quite aggressively in the first scene. She's like, like, how dare you be here? (laughs) What are you? you talking about yeah and then he sort of gets a closer look at her and is like oh maybe you're not the person i thought you were but you could be useful to me and my sister mm-hmm. so this guy he's his not name a is, really nice person his name is con he's creepy <laughs> sorry he is sort of the property manager of his grandfather's estate in northumbria and he mistakes mary for a cousin of his who ran away about eight to ten years ago and just They were supposed fled. to get married. They were supposed to get married. There's a sort of tangled, long backstory between yeah. the pair of these two. So mistaken identity, and he goes, do you know what? Because her death was never actually confirmed. No, he doesn't know that she's dead. He just knows that she ran away. away and was like, I feel like, and and there's also some kind of, when she ran away, there is some kind of connection other than her running away. There is some kind of Canadian or American connection, distant, distant, distant. 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 So he's like, even, so obviously you're not her, but we must be related. We must be related. You look too much the same as her for us, for there to be no family And I know that like six branches of the family ago, some some naughty person in the family fled to Canada. So could you... Pretend to be my cousin Annabelle, who ran away and she's just returned. And she goes, "Eh, What's in it for me? And they're like, 
well, there could be some sort of like money when we eventually get the estate from granddad because what we want is we really, really want his estate, but he loved Annabelle so much that what he actually is going to need is we need you to come and pretend to be her and then convince granddad that you actually don't want it, you're not interested, so that he'll then bequeath it to Con and his stepsister, whose name I can't remember, which is shocking. (laughs) She's sort of... I want to say Tina, but that's so wrong. She's a bit older than him and has always sort of been a like mother figure to him. And she goes, yeah, right, I'll do it. She's alone in the world, I think is important as well. So she spends a bit of time getting coached by Con and his sister in, you know, these are the things. This is Annabelle's backstory. This is mm-hmm. the relationship she had to the granddad. Granddad's really sick and is sort of on his deathbed. Yeah, so he doesn't know what's going on. She... She could get away with a lot. So she then begins this impersonation and I don't know if there's anything really more to say without I feel actually like retelling the entire I was about to narrative. Say, I think you've I think you've covered it, sweets. Like because that's the that's the premise. Then she's things impersonating happen. a lookalike. Plot happens. For inheritance, basically. Yep. And then lots of plot happens. It is there's a small cast of characters. There's like the estate of Con and Annabelle and the granddad. There's the neighbouring estate, which is sort of like Mr. Rochester at Burndown, and yep. there's a family who owned that, the forests, and then there's another sort of family over the bridge who are more like working-class farmers who mm-hmm. who rent and work the fields. Mm-hmm. Con loves the land and loves the estate, which yep. is sort of his driving It's his interest yeah. in wanting to have it because he's been a manager and, and has actually really... been a pretty good manager of the estate. And that was his... What he, he thinks wanted he from Annabelle it. too, like there wasn't a ton of love lost there either. Kind of no, he was mm. like, "This is what I want." <laughs> she was a means. It's mine. To an, she was a means to an end. Yeah. But Granddad's going to give it to Annabelle because he's got this like wistful love, yeah, for his long lost granddaughter. So that's my Amy sweeping strokes of this. What is considered, and I know we've this is often been a tricky point with Mary Stewart, but it is considered a romantic suspense. It presents a lot more as a rural mystery. Yes, I would agree. (laughs) But I, look, I... I'm going to, so, segue. I would say, yes. Well, first of all, before we go on to my thoughts, it might be the espresso martini talking, but your best spoiler-free romance, like, spoiler-free recap. I feel like it was real confusing. No, no, but the, the book is confusing. Like, the book is really complicated. I feel like you really Yeah, because it's got it that mistaken yes, identity. I, I don't think this it. is a – when you're sort of like, oh, it's all over the shop, the book kind of is, so I feel like that's fair. I think poor Mary Stewart. I feel like people kind of stamped a big stamp on her face that said romance author because she was a woman who wrote books. And yeah, you've said this before yeah, in I our do. review of I really, My Brother Michael. Yeah, I really feel strongly about – like, I really feel strongly that she that's wrote how books. she is. She had a books. central mystery, yeah. had a female protagonist, yeah. and there was a guy in. Yep. <laughs> and there was there's tension between those two characters, but mostly the the tension of the male is the mystery. Absolutely. With an implied romance. In some of her books it is a lot more tangible. Absolutely, and yes, and that's fine. But I really do feel like she just got stamped in the face with that, which annoys me on her behalf. So I did not approach The Ivy Tree like a romance novel mm-hmm. because I had been disappointed in her books in the past and I don't have disappointing memories of My Brother Michael. Um, but I miss, I sold it to you as a you romance. You sold it to me wrong. Yeah, and we had an argument about how I Absolutely. sold it to you wrong. So I didn't like The Ivy Tree. 
but I don't think it's because I came to it expecting a mystery and not getting one. Mm. Uh, sorry, expecting a romance and not getting one. I think I didn't enjoy it because I oh, I found it really boring. <laughs> I found it unnecessarily convoluted and I didn't like Con at all and I thought he was irritating and – I think that's how you're meant to find him. I know, but then I was trying to find someone to hold on to, to care about, to help propel me through through what is quite a complex and kind of always off on a different tangent or adding another layer of complexity kind of plot, and I didn't... I didn't find – I couldn't find that person to hold on to, to, to go with through the story. Yep. I would agree, and mm. I'm going to talk about that when you um, throw to me. And so I am going to throw to you almost immediately because I didn't finish it. And you wouldn't recommend it? Well, no. That's pretty I couldn't obvious. possibly recommend something. I, I, do you know what? Once in my lifetime, I have been recommended – well, many times in my life, I've been recommended books. But very specifically, once I was recommended a book by our friend Matthew, and – I was Hi, Matthew. An, Hi, we Matthew. know you're listening. We love yeah. you loads. But I was reading the book, and he'll know which book. I was reading the book on an aeroplane with him on holidays, and I turned around to him on the plane, and I was like, I don't think I can keep doing this. This is terrible. Why did you recommend this to me? I'm confused. And he said, oh, how, where are you up to? And I explained to him where I was up to in the book, and he went, oh, well, you've done better than I did. I didn't last that long in the book. So he recommended a book to me. That he didn't get more than a like a quarter of the way through because it was terrible. Link it back. My link back is this. I could not possibly recommend this book to you, listeners. I didn't finish it. I would never recommend something. You wouldn't do it, Matthew. That I tapped out of. So shocked at the idea that I have to clarify that. But obviously I do because people recommend things they didn't even finish. Thanks, Matthew. There you go. I think he just wanted your opinion to he be did. to reinforce. He so did. Why I think he, he was he was like, I'm "Am I missing something?" Yeah, book. but that's not how it was sold. So I was very angry and abandoned that book on the aeroplane and never picked it back up again. So, Amy, mm-hmm. what do you think of the Ivy Tree by Mary Stewart? I love Mary Stewart books. I really like the tone. Yeah, I'm struggling and I to like, love her. I know. I know. That's my takeaway as well. Is I didn't mind my brother Michael, but I think. I think I'm probably parked on Mary Stewart for a while. I think I'm the wrong age. I think maybe as I get older I'll enjoy her work, but at the moment I'm done. I read my first Mary Stewart when I was about 13. I know, but we're different people. I know, we're different people. (laughs) We're very, very different people. And I I like the – like she writes a lot of stories that are set in Greece or in other parts of the world. I loved that though. Like I enjoyed that in My Brother Michael. And I liked – the setting. The mm. setting is often a character. And so in wonderful. the Ivy Tree, the setting very much is a character. And the I land enjoy is. That. The, yeah, the, the place. Yes, I really enjoy descriptive, atmospheric writing. Hate Jane Eyre and the Brontes, though. <laughs> but this, the Ivy Tree, I've read, I own, and it isn't. The books that I come back to of Mary Stewart, um, My Brother Michael, This Rough Magic, and The Moon Spinners yeah. would be the three, the ones that are all set in Greece. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. And I think when I reread The Ivy Tree, I realized that the reason I haven't reread it since I bought it at the book fest like 20 years ago is that it takes a long time for something to happen. Yeah. That's the first reason. The second reason is, like what you said about there wasn't, wasn't anyone to grab onto. Yeah. No one is who you think they are. Mm. And 
I found that because that sort of happens for a significant amount of the novel. Yeah. You're not entirely sure who is that, who they are, or are they not, or maybe they are, or what was, hmm, who can I trust? Yeah. Which can be done well. I have read books where having unreliable narrators and unreliable characters can be quite compelling. Um, But I think maybe it was too widespread in the Ivy Tree well, for me. Like there was like, nobody so When in the Agatha Ivy Christie tree. does an unreliable narrator. You, she tricks you. It's usually it's, a trick. You think they're reliable until the end and you're like, oh, Agatha. It has a single through line, which is whodunit. Yeah. Whereas in this one, there is a romance thread. Yeah. And that was a who is this person really? And there was a mystery thread. Mm. And that was a who is this person really? So there are lots of different like who actually, who is this person? What's yeah. their true identity? And I will admit that even as a person who's very has a deep love for Mary Stewart because she's a really comforting. I find her really. She's she feels like home. She's, she's like, yeah. yeah. She's one of the first sort of adult authors I ever read. So I Cute. have a I have a little she has like, a place. Oh. She has Some a of the books I don't heart. like. I don't no, like the Gabriel okay. Hounds, and I don't like Touch Not the Cat. They're weird, and also in one of them, she like marries a cousin. Ew. Okay. Well, let's let's sorry. Come back around. I just come back remembered around. that happened. Link it. Link get back. Get back. back. I've also had an espresso martini. In this one, I actually don't like the characters enough. I didn't really like any of them. No, and that I was my problem. I found it quite tangled and confusing and there were lots of points where I was like, hang on, what? Uh, this I just book too felt tired like... To, I thought, maybe, yes. am I not clever enough to understand the plot? Am I too tired? Should I have realised who's who at this point? It was it was quite confusing. I did enjoy the, you know, the last fifth was a lot more pacey and a lot more, like, straightforward but it was a big journey to get there. I felt a lot like I was at a party with people I didn't particularly know very well. That's why I felt in that mum book. Yes, and didn't particularly like because they seemed like people that weren't my kind of people. And they were telling me these long, complex, emotionally driven stories about like, oh my God, well, such and such did blah, blah. And it was all... A, unbelievable, or you could not confirm, you could neither confirm nor deny anything they were saying, and you didn't really care because they didn't seem like people that you liked very much. When I, when you said, oh, we've been recommended The Ivy Tree, mm. I thought, oh, awesome. Mm. I've read that a while ago. And my takeaway memory of it when I sat down and I was like, do I actually have enough memory of The Ivy Tree to not go back and reread it? I thought, mostly I remember dark moodiness, mm. windy scenery. Yes. Trees and Hadrian's Wall. So my takeaway from the novel was the location. The mood and the location and the description of the space rather than who, what, why. Yeah. And then when I reread it, I thought, okay, so this is this this is why why it's This is why my brain dumped this information. My frequent Mm. reread and it's not a book that I think I will reread unless in like 10 years someone says, oh, have you read The Ivy Tree? And, then and you're go, like, oh, I have, but I don't remember. I remember I liked the location. And then I'll go back and reread it. 
Hey, before you go back and reread it, ask me because I will remember distinctly why. Well, now we've documented in the podcast. So, (laughs) no, like you, I wouldn't recommend The Ivy Tree. I think Mary Stewart's written some much, much, for me, much more engaging stories. I enjoyed my brother Michael. I I know, but I just missold it. I just was so confused about why I was like, I got to the end of it. And I, like, that book for me stands out as the reason why the podcast changed formats and stopped being exclusively about romance. Because we had a two hour argument and then we're like, we need to re record this. And and I was, yeah, that's right. We had to record that episode like three times but it eventually in like 10 years mm. when you're wearing caftans read the moon spinners because that was to, the and first i also one I read. want to read this, this rough, rough magic. magic it's on my list so but i don't think i think i've been burned a little bit you by mary to, you need stewart space. i need some spa- space from mary stewart for you might like while. her authorian ones they're very different okay well, maybe. they're fantasy who knows? I don't mind some fantasy. All right, so this is a no from us. Yeah, this is a no on a recommend. I think from it's. Us. I think that Mary Stewart's. Control this is Amy's. Of this is writing. Amy's. I love Mary Amy's. Stewart, and yes. I feel bad saying I don't like you, this book, Mary. But you also feel bad not recommending something. So, so. That is it. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Trash or treasure? Obviously, for me, trash. It'll remain on my bookshelf, but I won't reread it. So that's trash is what she's It'll trying to say. It'll remain on my bookshelf because it's part of the Mary Stewart suite and I've got all the 1960s first editions and they look gorgeous. So trash is what she's <laughs> trying to say uh, for those of you playing along at home. And that's it. That's all we have time. So thank you so much for joining us. We will hear you again next week. No, you'll hear us again next week. Whatever. However that works. And we will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews and recommendations or not. And until then... Happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? <laughs> and with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.